welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. Each week, I give you a peek into the heavens so you can harness the energy of the planets up there and dictate your fate down here on Earth. Hey guys, welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I am Veronica Peretti, and this is a very late podcast for you this week. And I apologize for that. I really struggled with knowing whether or not to put something out. I live in New York City. I am feeling the weight of this week as we all are. There are a lot of emotions. There are a lot of questions as to what is the most helpful and useful thing to do. Do I put something out? Do I send you guys to another astrologer? Do I, what to do? And so I really struggled with that. And at the end of the day, it was funny. My fiance was like, you are a sensitive person. You should just go out there and speak. And so full disclosure, my fiance is black. And while I cannot possibly understand what it is like to live in America as a black person, I do know the fear that comes with, you know, loving a black man and knowing that when he goes out for a walk and if I don't hear from him and if he's gone longer than I expect him to be, there is a lot of fear that comes up for me. And so there's a lot of ways that racism plays out for all of us in America. And until we collectively come together and get on the same page about equality and justice for all of us, there's going to be a disconnect, right? So, you know, our country is in a moment of great transformation. We are approaching our Pluto return. So just like you and I have a birth chart, our country has a birth chart, from the moment the Declaration of Independence was signed in 1776. And because it takes Pluto about 250 years to go around the Zodiac, we're having our Pluto return. So we're going to be having our Pluto return 2022-2023, but we're gearing up for that. That Pluto return really, in my opinion, got activated this past January when Saturn and Pluto met up for their conjunction. And now we are really off to the races and redefining and transforming our society and what is America. And we're in Gemini season. Donald Trump is a Gemini. I've talked about this a little bit. He's our mirror. He, as many of you know, if you follow me on Instagram, I am hardcore. Please vote for Democrats. Please vote, canvas, donate, all of that. Joe Biden was not my choice, but I am happily supporting him because he is way better than what we've got. And here's the thing, Donald Trump, as problematic as he is, and he's very problematic, he's a symptom of the problem. He's a symptom of what's going on in the undercurrent of our society. And that undercurrent is now exposed. And that's what Pluto does. So I also want to mention, I'm going to talk a little bit about the cycles and the patterns that are taking place right now and how those are reflecting what's going on on earth and in our society. But I want to say that this isn't happening because of astrology. Astrology is a mirror. Astrology is 
the study of the symbolism and the language of the zodiac of the planets and their impact and pull on our emotions. But we have free will. I always like to say, you dictate your own fate. So when we as astrologers sat back and looked at 2020, which they've been talking about for years, we weren't predicting that this would be the manifestation. We were predicting something big and transformative was going to happen. But the people, you and I, are the ones that dictate what that looks like. So I wanted to share that because you know I come from a place of you dictate your own fate, you have free will, the astrology can't make you do anything. As much as we like memes and jokes about how Mercury made me do it and Mercury retrograde made me a crazy person and all those things. And those are funny. And yes, the astrology might make us feel a little loopy one day, a little more productive another day, a little more angry another day. But at the end of the day, we are human beings with free will. So some of the resources or some of the places that I shouldn't say resources, but some of the places that I'm choosing to donate and spend my money right now, if you're interested, and if you are looking for some direction on this, and by the way, I am not an expert. There are many other voices that you should be listening to this week other than mine on this, but I'm personally really interested in supporting Campaign Zero. They have a proactive plan about how to reform policing. I'm personally donating to National Bailout, which helps bail out specifically Black mothers who have children who are in prison for nonviolent crimes. I'm personally choosing to support the Brooklyn Bailout Fund to bail out protesters right now in New York City who are being held in jail before being charged with anything. And the protesters, in my opinion, are heroes. They are bringing attention to something that needs attention. And the truth is, anyone who says that, oh, I support the peaceful protesters, but I don't support the riots, well, America was founded on riots, you know? At some point, you know, I've been peacefully protesting Donald Trump for years. Um, my fiance and I regularly attend protests. And at some point, things reach a fever pitch. And that's what we're seeing. And I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. I'm just saying it's part of our DNA as America. We had the Boston Tea Party. We had the Boston Massacre. We've had riots throughout time in America. And so it seems to be in our DNA. And one could say that that's because Sagittarius rising is part of the American chart. And if I, if America was a person, it would be a very complex person. It's a Cancer sun, Sagittarius rising, and Aquarius moon. A desire for freedom and desire to maintain tradition and desire to nurture, a desire to have our guns, and a desire to make apple pie. And so this is part of our story. This is part of our lesson. Our birth chart 
shows us what we came to learn this go round. And so this grand American experiment has a lot of complexity and we're kind of seeing all of that play out right now. And now I've spoken way too much about that. And I want to get into some of the astrology and I'm going to try to keep this quick this week. Cause as I said, there are a lot of other voices that I think we all should be listening to this week, but there's a lot of important astrology happening as well. So, you know, if we're looking at the cycles and the patterns that are being reflected in what's going on right now, one of those things is the Pluto return and we're gearing up for that. And so Pluto has not been in this spot in Capricorn where it was when the declaration of independence was signed since then, because it takes over 200 years to go around the Zodiac. So that's pretty major. Pluto is the planet of transformation Pluto also unveils our secrets. So the things that are hiding below the surface, they're getting light. Saturn is an Aquarius and Saturn has not been an Aquarius since early nineties. And that was the Rodney King, King riots. And prior to that, it was the early sixties. It was in Aquarius in 1963 when Martin Luther King had the, I have a dream speech. So there's definitely a cycle there's definitely a pattern that's playing out. And I also just read how Neptune's in Pisces and it takes 14 years to travel through a sign. So it hangs out in a sign for a good long time. And Neptune was in Pisces when Rome fell and some astrologers are looking at that right now. So I am uh, not a historian. I am an astrologer and a yoga teacher, but these are some really interesting cycles and patterns to look at. And I'm going to continue to look at them through the astrological lens over the coming days, weeks, and months. So with that, let's talk a little bit about this week. And so I know that I'm coming at you really late this week. So I'm just going to talk about a couple of big major things happening, and I'm going to try to keep it on the short side today. But something to note that's really important is that the nodes in May moved into a new axis. So we always have the nodes on two opposite sides of the chart. So they belong to the moon. They're points on the ecliptic. If you don't know what that means, don't worry about it. The symbolism of the nodes is basically that the North node is our collective Dharma, where we're growing and where we're going. The South node is our collective karma, what we've already done. Now, the last time that the nodes were in this spot was right after September 11th. So that is indicative to me that this is another important point on the chart for the U.S., for our society. So right now the nodes are at 29 degrees. That's considered the anoretic degree in astrology. And anytime something's at the 29th degree, which is the last degree of each sign, there's something that's getting completed. There's something that's getting wrapped up. There's something that's being transformed for good. So when someone has like a rising sign, if you have a rising sign and it's at the 29th degree, it indicates that you are here to finish something up in this lifetime. So because everything is, it's interesting that we have an eclipse coming tomorrow. Well, I'm, I'm recording this on Thursday. So June 5th, we have an eclipse in with the nodes there. So when a new moon or full moon happens close to the nodes, that's an eclipse. Hey, did you know that I have an astro-obsessed girls club that is waiting to welcome you? 
Yep, it's called the Luminary League, and we meet every full moon for a live workshop online. We talk astrology, do a little meditation, a writing exercise, and then, wait, this is the best part, I do mini readings for a few women right there in the virtual room. Ever wonder how the full moon is impacting your chart personally? Well, now you don't have to. I also send out a new moon ritual every month to all the members. So it's kind of like having your own personal astrologer in your back pocket. Come on over to veronicaparetti.com astrology to learn more and to sign up. We have a full moon lunar eclipse on Friday, June 5th in Sagittarius. So the North node is in Gemini. Gemini rules our neighborhoods. Gemini rules what's local. Gemini rules our ability to express ourselves. We had the new moon in Gemini two weeks ago, and that kicked off the eclipse season because it was the lunation prior to the eclipse. But that new moon wasn't very close to where the nodes were, so it was not an eclipse. This full moon is closer to the node, so it is an eclipse. And this, the nodes are currently at that 29 degree, the anoretic degree. So that says that some, we, we knew this was going to be a big, emotional, intense eclipse. It's interesting that things have heated up. So really, they heated up last week when George Floyd was killed. And it started to grow and the anger started to grow. And so it's really interesting that the new moon in Gemini, while it wasn't an eclipse, it opened up the season and things started to pick up real fast. And that's an indication of Gemini too, because we have Gemini, we have the sun in Gemini and we have Venus retrograde in Gemini and we have the North node in Gemini and we had Mercury in Gemini. He's now in cancer, but air moves fast, you know? We also have a virus that is spreading, air. So when we're talking about Gemini and Aquarius, Saturn's in Aquarius, we're talking about air. And the protests heated up when the moon was in Libra, air. When we have air, ideas spread, thoughts spread, things that we cannot see spread. Our voice gets louder, it spreads. So this is an interesting time. Because one of the other cycles, another 200-year cycle that's occurring, the great conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter, which is going to happen at the end of the year, it, for 200 years, has happened in Earth signs. This year, it's switching. It's going to start. It's the first one in an air sign. It's going to be in Aquarius. Aquarius rules humanity, equal rights for all, freedom, rebellion, protests, All of it is Aquarius. Saturn's in Aquarius. Saturn's not only in Aquarius, he's going to dip back into Capricorn for part of the year and then go back into Aquarius again and get on with his journey there. And he's going to meet Jupiter and that's going to be in December. So in December, we're going to start a new 200 year cycle of these two planets meeting up every 20 years in air signs. And that's interesting. We're seeing ideas spread, thoughts spread, the internet. Information is free. That's such an Aquarian idea. Aquarius rules technology. It rules our central nervous system. If your central nervous system feels fried right now, which how could it not? There's a lot of energy, a lot of air energy. So 
that's some interesting pieces of the puzzle that are fitting together. The full moon in Sagittarius. So the full moon is when the sun and the moon are exactly opposed to one another. And therefore the moon is fully reflecting the sun's light, which is why we see it as full. And so that means the part of your chart where the moon is, is really getting illuminated and the South node is going to be with the moon for this full moon in Sagittarius. The South node is in Sag and Sagittarius is faith. It's religion. It's foreign travel. Note that we're not doing any foreign travel right now. It's academia and higher learning, organized religion. When I think of Sag, I think of the teacher. It's the sign of the guru of tradition in a way. And I think of Sagittarius, I think of you sat in school and you learned it. You went to church and you learned that way of believing. Gemini is much more like taking that information and making it your own and expressing it from your own experience, expressing it with your own words. So we're taking all that Sag energy and we're making it our own. And so I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, Pod Save America, and they had the mayor of Atlanta on, and she was talking about how what she's seeing right now reminds, or her mother told her that what she's seeing right now reminds her of not the 60s, but something from before the 60s. I believe that's what she said. This is not happening the way it's happened before. It's happening in an all new way for a new generation demanding reform like we've never seen before. Full moon in Sagittarius is also about freedom. So similar to Aquarius, Aquarius and Sagittarius share that real deep, deep, deep desire for freedom, freedom at all costs. Another thing that we're definitely seeing in the street. So that's the full moon that's happening on Friday. The other thing about this full moon that's really interesting is that the full moon, again, it's the sun opposite the moon, and then squaring the sun and the moon is Mars. And Mars is the planet of war, the planet of anger. Mars is currently in Pisces. Pisces is endings. Pisces is the subconscious. This is deep stuff from below the surface. The racism we're dealing with right now is the subconscious stuff, the stuff that we're having. It's really an eye-opening moment for white America. Black America knew this was happening. This is an eye-opening moment for white America. And to me, that has everything to do with Mars pulling out the subconscious of Pisces. So Mars and Pisces is squaring this full moon. And which means that it's heated, it's angry, it's warlike energy. Whenever you have a T-square, you also have a release point. And the release point for that T-square is Virgo. And Virgo is the sign of service, being a servant, showing up ready to listen, showing up ready to serve and be selfless. So if you go to that place of being the selfless servant, you will feel a release from all of that tension. That doesn't mean that you have to go to a protest if you are 
you know, if your immune response is suppressed, it doesn't mean that you should be going to a protest. It doesn't mean that you put yourself in harm's way. It means that you find a way to be helpful. It means that you find a way to be useful. And maybe that's donating money. And maybe that's calling your representatives. And maybe that is showing up to a protest if that's something that's safe for you to do. So finding a way that you can serve in a constructive manner. Virgo likes things to be constructive and productive. So I wanted to mention that eclipses in general push us toward change. It creates a sense that we are in a pressure cooker and we can't take it one minute longer. This is an eight week eclipse season because it started with the new moon in Gemini. We have three eclipses. So we've got about six more weeks of this intensity. And I'm not saying that to scare you, but I'm just saying that so that you are aware. You can expect a lot of quick change to happen in that time. The other thing to note is that Mercury is now in its shadow. It's going to be retrograde later this month. We'll talk about it more next week, but we are repeating things. We are reviewing things. We are looking back. Venus is retrograde right now. Venus retrogrades every two years. It's interesting because the la- every eight years, Venus comes back to the same spot where she was eight years prior on her retrograde journey. So this week, Venus and the sun met up at 13 degrees Gemini. This is what we call the Venus star point. Really interesting because the last time Venus was here was when Trayvon Martin was killed in 2012. So that's another pattern that supports what's happening. We also will have Venus start to disappear. So this week after she meets up with the sun, she sort of fades and you don't, you can't really see her in the night sky. So normally Venus is quite bright in the night sky. And then what happens is she is a little bit incognito this week. And then next week she's going to rise as a morning star. And when she rises as the morning star, we can see her in the early hours of the morning. And that's when she is in her warrior goddess stance. So when she is a night star, then she is more in that realm of love and abundance and relationship and romance and all of and beauty and design and all those things that we love Venus for. And when she has her moment of meeting up with the sun, she fades away for a moment and she comes back super powerful as that warrior goddess, that morning star. And so you'll see her in the very early hours of the morning. And that is what they say when she's really in that warrior mindset. So that's another thing to watch out for as we move into next week and into the summer. And the other thing coming up this summer that's going to, I don't think this is going to go away. I think that we are in a moment of intense transformation. I don't think that this is one week of posting Black Lives Matter and then it it goes away. I think we are in for monumental shifts in our society. You know, I keep getting this question in the yoga industry and the wellness industry. Oh, how is coronavirus going to affect yoga going forward? The question is, how is coronavirus going to affect our society going forward? Coronavirus, just like Trump, is not, you know, it's amplifying the issues. 
whatever issues were already there are amplified by the virus, by the quarantine. Whatever issues were already in our society are just more evident. They're more amplified by Trump. And so we're in a moment of having to really look at ourselves. And that is the essence of Gemini. And again, North Node is in 29 degrees Gemini right now. We're having an eclipse with that node Friday. We have the sun in Gemini. We have Venus retrograde in Gemini. So we are having to take a long, a long, good look at ourselves right now. And um, I don't think any of this is going far away. I think that we are going to be in it for a long time, certainly for the next few months, certainly for the summer, as Mars moves into Aries and um, takes on that warrior mentality, just like, just like Venus as the morning star. So those are some things to look out for. I was going to mention that the other eclipses that are coming up are not going to be on this Gemini Sagittarius axis. They're going to be wrapping up our stories from the last couple of eclipse seasons because they're going to be on the Cancer Capricorn axis. So it's really interesting. We're starting a new cycle of eclipses on the Gemini Sag axis this week. But then in two weeks, we're going to be revisiting what we were thinking about six months ago. So be aware, this is a great time to connect with your meditation practice. It's a great time to connect with your journaling practice. It's a great time to be aware of how you're feeling and what's coming up for you and take a deep breath and know that you can't do it all. And you have to give yourself space to rest You can't be on all the time. You can't tap into the news 24 hours a day. You can't be an activist 24 hours a day. You have to give yourself time to be a human being and to have emotions and to let those emotions come to the surface so that you can release them, so that you can take care of yourself, so that you can rest, and so that you can get back out there and keep doing the work tomorrow. So, With that, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I hope you take time to honor how you're feeling, work through the emotions of the eclipses. The eclipse season will bring up stuff in your personal life as well as on the societal level. So do not push so hard that you can't be present to that because you really want to be present to your life for the next six weeks. All right. So I'll talk to you soon. I'm going to try to make sure that the podcast comes out on time next week. And um, I'm sending you so much love and I hope you're safe and I hope you're taking good care of yourself and all the people that you love. And um, please consider checking out Campaign Zero. Please consider checking out Brooklyn Bail Fund. Please consider checking out National Bailout. And um, there's lots of amazing voices coming to the surface. So it's not hard to find them. Get on Instagram and uh, listen. Yeah, we all have to listen. We all have to listen to each other and we all have to take a long, good look at ourselves. That's really what's going on here. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, and if you like the show, please take a moment to leave a review. It will help more people just like you use astrology to dictate their own fate. Thank you.